0: Hey everybody, it's Sunday, February 2nd, 2014, and we're here to talk about email marketing today with my friend John McIntyre over at McMethod.com, And today we'll talk about using email to do content marketing, and how to get customers to buy pre-purchase, and also building their relationship after they purchase in post-purchase emails. And we'll also go over some other tips on to growing your e-commerce store, uh, your revenues with email. And before we get into this, I want to talk about Bitcoin for a bit. And just curious, throwing out there, you know, have you taken the time to figure it out? Because chances are, if you were like me, maybe you were too lazy, you just kind of brushed it off as some techno fad thing. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like like when I look at Bitcoin, I've been doing a deep dive for the past month or so. And I get the feeling it's like when the telephone came out or say the steam engine, right? It's this huge paradigm shift. And if you look at the old tech predictions they had about the radio, television, Internet, and even e-commerce, you know, a lot of them are wrong. And I think Bitcoin is kind of in that environment right now where people know what it is. A select few people is still fairly, fairly niche. They're really excited about it. You know, and then where the general public is still kind of like, oh, what's this? Like, you know, this will never take off. So I'm actually running a post about this this week. So what I did was I did a deep dive last month and I bought a Bitcoin myself uh, this past week. It's just interesting to see uh, once you get this Bitcoin, what you can do with it. You know, how does it work? What can you buy with it? And how you can move it around between different wallets, different accounts. And it's interesting that kind of what it'll bring for e-commerce, not just as a consumer, but also as a merchant and even for suppliers. So stay tuned to that. You think it's just a currency, you're right. But there's actually much more, and I'll go into that in that post. So uh, make sure you tune into that on the website next week. And uh, let's just get started with this week's episode. Don't deliver products, deliver an experience. You're listening to the Build My Online Store podcast, and I'm your host, Terry Lynn. We're here to talk about running an online store and building a strong e-commerce brand to take your online store to the next level. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to check us out at buildmyonlinestore.com. Let's get on with the show. All right, man. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Today, I've got my buddy John McIntyre over at Big Method. John, what's going on, man?
1: Uh, just chilling out, man. It's uh, it's late in the evening here. I just finished dinner and now I'm relaxing. <laughs> yeah,
0: I heard you munching on the chicken a little before we started recording.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. So, so, <laughs> so, I've actually finished that. I, I, uh, I was wondering if you're going to comment on that, actually. Yeah, it's chicken and veggies. Delicious, but um, it's all gone. So, no one's going to hear me chewing on my chicken.
0: All right. So today uh, we're here to talk about email marketing, right? So you have a little nickname that we everyone kind of calls you online called the autoresponder guy. So how did you get that name <laughs> first up?
1: I, well, I, I say, I tell everyone that that's what people call me, but it all started with, because I came out one day, I was like, oh, everyone calls me that. Um, <clears throat> so I was going through um, it was about a year ago, right? So I was doing my, the marketing for my site with mine called Drop Dead Copy, it's just basically copywriting at the time. And I realized that I was doing autoresponder, writing email autoresponders for people. That was the main reason they were hiring me. And uh, at the time I, I went through some marketing training and one of the things they kept drilling into me was that I needed a USP. It's kind of like, why would someone go with me versus any of the, t- all the other copywriters out there? And uh, so I thought, well, hang on, I'm going to call myself the autoresponder guy. And, uh, and try and knuckle, I'm going to knuckle down and control this position in the market. I'm going to be the guy who does all the other stuff. He's a great copywriter in general, but he focuses on email marketing and autoresponders. And so the autoresponder guy, kind of stuck. And it gives people, the reason I think it's great, and uh, this is how it's turned out, is it gives people a really easy way to explain what I do to someone. You know, if, if you're at a conference and someone says, oh, I just don't know how to do um, you know email marketing stuff, you can say, I oh, will talk to John. He's the autoresponder guy. And you just say that, as long as they know what an autoresponder is, you could even say he's the email marketing guy and that would have the same effect. They'd go, Oh, okay, cool. That They'd get it straight away. And they'd want it. They'd prefer to talk to me than a copywriter who, a copywriter is probably just as good as I am, but they're only a copywriter. They haven't focused down on that. So that was where the name came from. I started it and then now it's kind of taken on its life, a life of its own where most people who know me, know me as the autoresponder guy.
0: Mm. All right. So before we get into email marketing and all the juicy details, Uh, Today, So I want to ask you kind of a very general question. So when you're writing email for clients or doing client work, how does that compare to say other channels now? Say like SEO, uh, you know, social media, are they getting better ROIs on emails or what do you see from the work you've
1: done? I've had a lot of people ask me this recently. All right, so I just put up some research in front of me from the Direct Marketing Association. And uh, email marketing, this has been in 2012, so I'm, it, it's a tiny bit out of date, about a year, but I'm sure it, it, it's not going to have changed much since then. Um, email basically is totally unbeaten. Yara for every dollar spent was $41, sorry, $41 per dollar spent, right? Compared with mobile, which is $10.51 per dollar spent, social media is $12, so display is about $20, and search or AdWords is about $22. So email marketing is... It's three to four times more effective than social media advertising, almost twice as effective as AdWords, you know as far as when you when you consider dollar spent versus dollar earned and uh it's it looks like as well this was back in two thousand and twelve th- they were saying that email marketing was about to take over direct marketing uh, in terms of sales driven. I had five hundred and seventy six billion dollars in sales driven that year, and it projected six hundred and fifty the next year in comparison with direct marketing, so this is like sales letters and and or the old school stuff. So that was more, So 650 billion, I haven't checked the stats yet, but in 2013, it was expected that it was going to do 650 billion with direct marketing being 640. So it's, it's probably the, or one of the most effective forms of marketing that you could ever do. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about creating a relationship between, you know, a sense of rapport between, you know, the, the prospect or the marketplace so that and you, can, you can help them solve their problems with, you know, your products and services. But um, for the e-commerce listeners, it's probably worth uh, pointing out now before we get into it that typically an e-commerce, a, a properly set up email marketing campaign for an e-commerce store can make up 10, anywhere from 10 to 30% of the revenue. So if you have a, a guy who's doing six figures a year, let's say $100,000, by setting up email marketing properly with some of the stuff we you know we'll talk about in a minute, he can add 10 to $30,000 a year. To his bottom line. And this is stuff that's working for him twenty four seven. Once it's set up, it just runs over and it's it's automatic, right? And he makes the one time investment to get it set up either by himself or hire someone or whatever. And that's gonna go on for the next until he stops, you know, until he sells a store or or shuts it down or whatever. It's just gonna go on churning and making money. So it's marketing automation at its finest. It's genius.
0: Yeah, this is totally true because a couple of guests I had, I think Will Evans over at Chiefs, he was on a couple months ago. I think he only had a list of like, I think a thousand, two thousand people, but he's doing like five figures in sales a month. And then another guest I had, Huckberry, and they had about, I think, quarter million subscribers, and they get like 20% purchases, 15% repeat off the list, and it's you know, just crazy stuff. So, so one issue that a lot of people tell me is that, all right, I have this list, but I don't know what to send. Uh, my customers. Before we get into the topic today, I want to go over this because this, I think this is a big issue that a lot of store has that you know they have this list, they've been building it for you know a year, two years, three years, but they don't know what to email the customers. So kind of what's like a real general strategy to start finding content with this?
1: So it helps to start off thinking that where are people, you know, coming into into contact with your website, or with your marketing, with your business, and how can you optimize those touch points with you know with email? So in in, in one case, you've got well, so, we, we're going to talk about three tips today, right? Three. I see. So, so, I, so I see. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here, basically. <laughs> I see. So, so, let,
0: so, let's just get into the three tips we're going to talk about today because it'll answer the question I just asked. So, uh, the three tips today we're going to talk about are uh, pre purchase, post sale, and ongoing content marketing. So, number one, uh, pre purchase. You know, we've got the store. What do we send these guys in emails before they've been bought from us?
1: So we're saying okay. So someone's going to turn up to the store, and uh, most of, you know a lot of them will leave. They'll just bounce. There'll be a, I think it's a, I can't remember thirty percent or sixty percent of uh, typically visitors to an e commerce store bounce before they uh, you know they, they just they, they visit one page and then they leave. So it's kind of the first step. One is to get their. Let's say we're getting their email address, right? We've already got their email address.
0: Yeah. Let's say I sell surfboards. Let's take an example. Let's say I'm selling surfboards, uh, stand-up paddleboards, to to be more specific.
1: Okay, okay. So, pre-purchase would mean that, well, step one is to get them on the list. Now, let's just, that's, that's fairly easy. Let's say you would offer them a, uh, uh, you would give them a, say, a 5% discount coupon if they give you their email address straight away. That's with a pop-up or, or an opt-in form somewhere on the site. But let's say that's already done. That's pretty, that's pretty straightforward. So what do you do after that? So it's thinking about the frame, that when they visited the website, they haven't bought yet. So it's kind of like, why haven't they bought yet? Uh, the emails after that just need to solve the problems that, that, that basically they need to solve the barriers of why that person hasn't bought yet. And so, like, so if you want to brainstorm some of that stuff, it's, it's going to be someone's, uh, whatever problem that your product solved, it's just not urgent enough. So that if it was urgent enough, if they really needed what you offered, they'd probably go to you if, if you were uh, front of mind. So they, yeah, maybe he's not buying because he doesn't know how to buy. So maybe you, you offer him a buying guide. Send him three email, three email series how to figure out what the right paddleboard is for him to match his style, his goals, all that sort of stuff. What these pre-purchase uh, emails are doing is they're maintaining a relationship with basically a warm lead. And that when he's ready, when he finally has the problem or when you've removed the barriers to purchase uh, you know, enough, He's gonna buy from you, but you have to stay. You have to send him regular content. So no, it's just because. What do you send him? And as long as it's relevant to his problems and it's interesting and it's engaging, it's gonna be fine. And that when he's finally ready, he'll go to your store because you're you're gonna be the one that's been talking to him. So one thing you do on your mailing list that I'm on is that you do daily emails, right? And is this something you can do
0: with someone before they buy? Like how do you stay on top of mind? And how do you even write all these emails that are daily?
1: Writing daily emails isn't as hard as it sounds. I can pop off of like a 300-word a email in 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It's, it's, once, you get it, once you get a framework and you understand how it works, it's, it's really not that hard. What you want to do with these pre-purchase people, I mean, you could do daily, but I, I think for most people, every few days, it'd be fine. You might want to, say, create a 10-email series with just some interesting and, and entertaining and compelling content for the next... 30, so, you send it every three, every three days for the next 30 days when they join for their 5% discount. And every email has soft sales and links to products in your store. So, when you while you're explaining to him how to find the right paddle board and how to, you know, based on his height and based on this and how it's going to interact with the surf when he takes it out into, you know, into the ocean... <clears throat> You know, you might, you, you know, you're going to mention, you're going to drop hints. You're going to be like, suppose you were using, uh, you know, the, the X27 board from Rip Curl. I don't even, I just made that off the top of my head. Suppose you're using this board, you know, the X27, here's, here's what that would feel like, or here's what that would do, you know, and then you'd run them through it. And obviously that X27 or whatever would be linked to the product page on your site. So they, you know, if they click that because they want to know what it is, maybe they'll buy it. And so this is what you're doing every single email. You send them interesting and engaging content that's not directly pitching. Do you sell around the product? You talk about challenges and problems that he might be going through, how to find, you know, how to ride a good wave. You know, someone who's interested in paddle boards would probably be interested in tips on how to be a good paddle boarder or uh, how to find a good break. Or if you have, uh, you know, a a location-based store, like, you know, you could recommend good breaks. You know, you could have, uh, you know, the the five best travel destinations for paddle boarders. So, all all, all I'm trying to do is think about what could we send these paddle boarders information that... Would get them to, you know, open up these emails and get something out of them, and if they're interested, go and buy some products from our store.
0: I, mean, I guess you could even tie personal stories too, right? Like, you know, the first time I learned paddleboarding in San Diego, I wiped out in the wave or I wiped in the water, and here are the three tips I learned when you get your first board. And oh, you know, if you want to get your first board, here you go. Here's a link. Right?
1: If you know, if you as a store owner are willing to put your name on it and put your personality into it, uh, in my opinion, that'll even that'll work even better because people people buy from people. They they most prefer to buy from people, not companies. So if you can weave in your own story, and it's all real stories, and it's all told in a conversational, compelling, and engaging way, the same way you know we're having this conversation now, you know, imagine if you're at the bar and you're having a beer with you know with a buddy or a wine or whatever you like to drink, and uh, you're just having a chat. That's how you got to write these emails.
0: And that's one thing too, because I think a lot of people think I got to write this huge corporate-sounding email when I think we're, a lot of us are just overthinking it.
1: Right? Yeah, I think in, in in it depends on the story. If you're Amazon, you're not going to go out there and send a, a very personal. Link. Email, right? But but you know it all works. So one thing that I find a lot of people get caught up with is is what's the perfect way to do it? What's the perfect way to do this? You know what's the what's the perfect way to write this email? And none of that really matters because what, what's happening is I don't know what the stats are for e-commerce story owners, but if they're not doing email marketing, the big win is just doing email marketing. It's not doing it perfectly. It's not writing the best email or or getting everything nailed. Like just set it up, take the time, and and write an email. I don't care if it's if it's, a, if it's a piece of crap. Just set it up and make sure there's no typos and make sure it kind of makes sense and you can read it. It's going to work. And then you can start optimizing and worrying about perfecting it. You know, I just noticed this with people is they can get so caught up on trying to make things perfect that they forget that the big win is just getting
0: it yeah, done. Like one thing, even with typos, I've noticed that sometimes the email has a typo or actually open it.
1: Like it's kind of counterintuitive because it looks like more real in some ways. I do this all the time. I don't often do it on purpose anymore. I'll proofread it once and correct a few things and I'll send it out. And sometimes there's mistakes in there. There's grammar issues or, you know, a typo. And I get replies. Sometimes I get replies from subscribers who complain and, and, you know, get iffy about it. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like this, all the stuff that people think matters doesn't really matter. You know, you are thinking about it from like an 80-20 perspective that, that what's really going to, you know, when it comes to, you know, email marketing, most of the stuff that you think matters probably doesn't matter. And there's going to be a few small things that create most of the result. So, you know, if you say 100% of email marketing is going to, uh, you know, create 100% of the results, 20% of what you could do to set that up is going to get 80% of those results. So, it's kind of like you go and spend hours upon hours and hours of, you know, I don't know, editing emails, making them perfect and studying and going and buying products on how to do this and listening to podcasts like this, or you could just sit down for an hour and write, you know, figure it out. As a business owner, as an e-commerce store owner, your job is to find very, very high impact tasks. So it's not to go and worry about typos because typos aren't, they're not, that's not a high impact thing to worry about. If you're really worried about that, go and hire an editor. As far as like the sales
0: cycle, when someone's already given you their email, they're certainly a lot more closer than say a cold prospect that's just landing on your site and then bouncing too.
1: Absolutely. This is the kind of thing where they, then they get warm and they they uh, build a relationship with you, especially if you're personal with them. And then you can put testimonials in these emails. You can put a case study. You can tell a story about a customer named Dave who went paddleboarding, had a blast. I don't know you not even have a picture of him. Once you have that list, you can start getting customers. You have a competition where customers send in pictures of themselves using your paddleboards and then you you know tell their story in your newsletter which is just social proof. You can do so much cool stuff with this. Yeah, awesome. All right, so let's move on to the next
0: tip. So say, you know, we've got a separate list of people that have bought already. Obviously, we should keep them in separate buckets since, you know, it doesn't make sense to send everyone the same thing in most cases. So once they've bought something already, you know, we certainly want to increase the lifetime value, right? So what are some strategies that we can do here?
1: Okay, so the main idea here is that when you send out... Uh, is sale uh, confirm, order confirmation emails and shipping confirmation emails. These emails get really high open rates. They're called transactional emails. They're not looking for a pitch. They're looking for their receipt. So what you can do is you can optimize, this is what almost no one does, but you can actually optimize these emails where you add, say, three to four upsell links to popular products. What, what would they like to buy when they buy a paddleboard? What other problems do they have? Well, you'd
0: want a storage bag, maybe a rack, uh, maybe a pump if it's an air inflatable
1: one okay yeah so just like that so imagine you take the, the uh, your po- your order confirmation email and your shipping confirmation let's say we'll say it like this post order confirmation email you have three to four upsell links to products that someone might like to buy that would make sense for them to buy with that product now if you have a lot of you know if you have a big budget you can go and get a product recommendation engine where this will happen automatically this is, uh, this is what uh, companies like Amazon do when it's kind of like people who bought this also bought this and they're recommending you stuff uh, based on what you've already bought. That's that's even better, but that's a lot more expensive for the for the typical e-commerce business owner, don't stress about this. like I said, don't make this into a, a big thing that you have to do perfect. Just go and get three to four things that someone might buy with the with you know with a product that they've just bought. put that in the email. Well, you can say, because so, you're only going to have the same thing. So three to four popular products, your top three, top four, most popular products, put that in the email, put a link, put a little description, and uh, and you're going to make sales with that. So that's the first email. Then you have the shipping confirmation email. I mean you could do the same thing, you'd have upsell links, but what you what you should also do is you can add uh, branding where you have your um, like a, a graphic logo in the email and also in the I've seen a lot of companies doing this now where they put a header, almost like a menu bar in the email. People are going to interact, people will interact with these emails as though it's a website. So if you put a menu bar uh, in in your email, say so your shipping confirmation email and it's got a home, products, uh, you know, the different product categories and stuff like that, some people are going to click those links and some of those people are going to then buy more products.
0: I would even add if you like bundle these products and make it like a one-time discount or something like that just to
1: add some more
0: flair to it, it'd be pretty sweet.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, with marketing, uh, one of the main things, one of the biggest, uh, the, well, the, the best way to make, you know, to change the response is to change the offer. So when you say, you know, you can buy two and you get one free, that's a different offer to just, you know, just buy one for this, you know, this price. So like, like you just said then you can change the offer. You can make a different offer. You could say, buy a package. You know, instead of buying a paddleboard and bag and all that, you know, separately, you could have like the, the complete kit for paddleboarders where they get everything they need with a case rack, you know, paddleboard, extra paddle and a wetsuit or something like that. Yeah,
0: this reminds me of uh, Robert Cialdini's book, Influence, because I was talking to one of our friends, uh, John Myers, the other day and he was saying when he was in New York, uh, you know, he was moving out to Asia. He had to sell his fridge, uh, his you know plates, his chairs, his desk. And so what he did was he was posting on Craigslist, and he started adding random stuff together. He would just bundle like these plates, but he would put them in a bag with a question mark on it, and he would say, "Hey, if you buy this washer machine, you'll get this mystery bag, and you know you'll find out what it is when you buy it." And he said it went gangbusters because people were calling him to say, "Hey, what's in this bag? I want to know what it is before I buy it." And he's like, "That's not my responsibility. You just got to buy this." And then he was bundling like chopsticks with like desks like washing machines with like pillows all this stuff and he sold all this stuff within like a week or two and i think it goes to show what you're saying how like when you play on
1: this psychological angle you can really change people's behaviors absolutely absolutely it's it's insane it's really fun too once you you know once you start doing this that you see that whatever problem you have right now you can just make small tweaks because this is what we're doing you know with email you make a small tweak to the the system the system being the website and you can add you know thousands of dollars you know you, you can make you know you can solve the problem usually it's it's small things that you can do today that will create huge results over time yeah there was this guy in the dc forums i posted i think he sold uh, i think it was like
0: hunting gear or something like, or whatever and then he was saying uh, i think he was in thailand he got some thai fisherman pants i don't even remember the start he was like oh the next hundred orders you get a free pair of thai fisherman pants which is completely unrelated but it, it, he like got back orders within like a week so
1: this is what's cool you can be so creative you can pick anything but the point the point is, is like, don't get caught up thinking that you have to be creative. You can go and get three or four links to popular products. You can add new HTML. It's it's that, you know, it's really that simple. Uh, another email that's really, really effective is a survey email, which is where you would send out, basically send out a survey and find out, you know, why did they buy it? Was it a gift for someone? You know, if they're buying green, say if they're buying, a, let's say a paddleboard. Paddleboard's pretty simple. They're buying it because they want to get paddleboarding. But do they, do they buy the paddleboard because they want to like get fit and lose weight? Or are they like a paddleboard? A hobbyist to you know, maybe have they been doing it for twenty years? Are they a beginner? Are they just getting into it? So you want to have a survey where you're trying to who you're trying to figure out who who are these people who are buying your products because this is what's going to inspire your marketing over time. Let me just feed it right back uh, to them because I think
0: a lot of brands that are say like fashion based, where the reason for purchasing is more kind of intangible rather than say like a weight loss pill or something like that. I think this a lot, lot more helpful there too.
1: I don't know, man. I think you'd be surprised. You'd find brands with um products, that there would be a very specific person that would that's interested in that product. Like a, a very specific type of girl shops at Supre. I don't know if you know that. There's a store in Australia called Supre and there's a very specific type of girl that shops there. You know, there's there's surf stores, you know, we go on by surfboard and, you know, brands like Billabong and Rip Curl and all that sort of stuff. There's a sur- very specific type of person that, that shops in those stores. So yeah, it's intangible. But if you know who those people are, if you know that they're all like, you know, 22 year old dudes, you know, who dropped out of school, you, you need to figure out more about what they do. They're in the surfing. Then you can start to talk. And then you can talk to them in their own language. Well the, th- well, the last thing with the survey is that to get people to respond to it, uh, offer them an incentive. So tell them, you know, you put them into a. Uh, uh, you can do like a monthly drawing for a discount code, where you have a competition for. You know, you enter everyone in. You know, automatically when they respond to the survey, and then you, you know, you give a, you know, you give a free product, you give a discount, you give another uh, voucher or you could just give a 5% discount to anyone who, wrote, who <laughs> fills out the survey. You could have a report. The point is, is when, you, when you, this is, comes back to the offer. When you say, can you fill out this survey and just do me a favor? That's a very different thing to say, if you fill out this survey, I'll give you, uh, you know, this free report or this discount code or something like that.
0: Uh, one of our friends, Will Evans, he actually uh, has a Photoshop of a credit card with a discount code on it with the person's name after they do the survey. Yeah, apparently that, that works really well for him too. So, I mean, it's just going to look like what you said, right? You change the offers a little bit here and there.
1: So then you can do that and then you want to, I don't know, you probably want to set up some sort of monthly review thing where you go through the survey responses and, and brainstorm ways to incorporate that into the rest of your marketing, onto your website, into the other emails and all that sort of stuff. And I think the powerful thing of this is that once they've bought on those transactional emails and they open
0: it, you know, they're highly responsive. You're almost automating this kind of marketing data survey you're getting too.
1: You know, they know why they bought that product. And this is why, like, it's great to add upsell links because their credit card's probably on the desk right next to them. Or they've just put it away. Like, they're, they're in that buying mode. They want to keep the momentum up. They're like a drug addict at that point. You want to give them more drugs, give them more of your products, you know? So, and when you think like 80 20, just implementing this is probably like.
0: One to 99, you could probably like increase your conversions and revenues by, by so much more, too. I, I just
1: think, think. about like the, the time investment. Like, you, you write three emails, like, you tweak three emails. You go walk away from this podcast and you tweak three emails, and then you, you know, you, maybe you write five emails or 10 emails for your pre purchase, guys. That's it. That would take a week, two weeks, a couple hours a week. You would add like an automa- automated revenue stream to your store. Like, I don't understand why more e-commerce business owners don't do this. It's such an easy win. I don't know. It's overwhelming or it's complex. I'm not really sure. It's such an easy win for them. Well, I think a lot of people just don't know
0: what content, right? And I think it goes back to what we talked about earlier, just kind of knowing your customer, who they are, and what stuff they're dealing with, right? And then just making content that uh, targets that. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. All right. So post-sale, let's move on to ongoing content marketing. Like, Like I was just kind of hinting this earlier, a lot of people they have an email list, but they don't know how to do content marketing or they don't know really what to write about. So what's, what's up with this tip? All
1: right, so this, this is an interesting one because it's kind of like, I think a lot of people have this challenge where they think they sell paddle boards and it's kind of like, I can't keep writing an email, emails about paddle boards. You know, I can only write about paddle boards so many times before people get pissed off because I'm always writing about paddle boards. They're bored or you know, whatever right? It's a bit like, so I'll give you an example. Here's what I do with my list. I write about email marketing. I help people do their email marketing better, not just with e-commerce stores, with all sorts of businesses. But in my email, in my email newsletter sequence, which is daily emails every day, seven days a week, it you know, promises to teach people how to do email marketing better. I'm not talking about email marketing every day. I've sent emails about how I almost got arrested in Thailand, uh, about visualization, about uh, different subscribers and, you know, things that they uh, send to me via email. I've sent an email about uh, Abraham Lincoln, about Robbie. uh, I don't know if you've read that email.
0: The the Matrix. And I think there's one time you were going bike riding and like you took someone's advice and fell or something like that
1: <laughs> i ran into a tree i think that's a subject line something like, so i ran into a tree it's always i always bring it back to email marketing so it's always relevant but the point is is that when you're sending someone's e- like you know emails you don't have to talk about paddle boards all the time you just have to talk about something that would be interesting to someone who cares about paddleboards. boards yeah so so
0: before we get into this there's probably people in the audience who are saying "Okay, i don't believe you how can you make an email about the matrix in email marketing. So why don't you pull up one and let's just go through the structure of and how it works. Let's just do that real quick.
1: All right, well, I'm gonna have to go, far. I'll look into AWeb. I can tell you what the Abraham Lincoln one is. How about that? Uh, All yeah, right, yeah, let's check out that one then. Let me see,
0: see if I still have that one. Oh, here we go. Abraham Lincoln's Guide to Email Marketing.
1: That's it, that's it. All right, so so we wanna just read it out? We'll go through it? Yeah, just, yeah let's just read it out and, and then we'll go through
0: kind of your way of structuring this email so people can kind of figure out why they should be doing this
1: too. Okay, so the subject line is Abraham Lincoln's Guide to Email Marketing. Uh, is, you'll see uh, after we to go through this email that you could, you could reuse this same email for anything.
0: All right. yeah, and, and I'll include a template. Uh, I'll include this email in the show notes uh, for anyone who wants
1: to see the text version. Sounds good. Hey Terry, here's Abraham Lincoln's Guide to Email Marketing. In 1809, born, he was born February 12, 1809. 1816, Abraham Lincoln's family was forced out of their home and he needed to work to support his family. 1828, his sister dies. 1831, a business venture failed. 1832, he ran for state legislature. He lost. In 1832, the same year, he also lost his job. He decided he wanted to go to law school, but he couldn't get in. In 1833, he borrowed money from a friend to start a business, and uh, by the end of the year, he was bankrupt. 1834, he ran for state legislature again. This time, he won. So in 1835, the year was looking better as he was engaged to be married. But unfortunately, his fiancee died and he was grief stricken. 1836, the next year, he had a total nervous breakdown and for six months was bedridden. 1836, same year, he sought to become the speaker of the state legislature and he was defeated. 1842, he marries Mary Todd. They have four boys, but only one lives to maturity. 1849, he sought the job of the land officer in his home state. But he didn't get it. 1850, his son Edward dies. 1854, he ran for the Senate of the United States. He lost. 1856, he sought the vice presidential nomination at a national convention, and he got less than 100 votes. 1858, he ran for the Senate again, and he lost again. Dot dot dot. 1860, Abraham Lincoln is elected President of the United States. I had no idea that about this entire this scene. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> This is a story that uh, got told a lot at an old sales job I had. So then I continue, and so the email continues. Persistence, determination, a willingness to face defeat after defeat after defeat if it meant that one day he could achieve his goal. Are you struggling to make email marketing work, facing problems with open rates and click-throughs, losing money? Don't know how to make sales? Maybe you think it's all a waste of time. So what's Lincoln's Guide to Email Marketing? Don't give up. Push on, good sir or good ma'am. The best is yet to come. Get yourself a good email marketing map like the McIntyre method and move towards success so long as you never give up like Abraham Lincoln you're guaranteed to succeed (laughs) so
0: this thing has no relation to do with email because there was no such thing as email in like the 1860s but but it hits the bigger problem of being consistent with email marketing and figuring out what works you know split testing stuff and just sending sending it
1: out right like this is entertaining like if you were interested in email marketing, you would love to read this email. It's like people love, you can't do this all the time. This is inspiration. You don't want to do this every single email unless you're doing personal development. But it's, it's, inspiration is such a, people love it. So in this case, like this is, it's not about email marketing at all, but it, I tie it into email marketing at the end and it makes sense. If anyone's interested and on my list, this email is going to be fine with them. It's not going to annoy them. It's going to get them pumped up. It's going to get them motivated. It may even get them to buy my product. Because now they're, they're, now they're excited or now they actually believe in themselves. So if the reason they weren't buying my product before was because they were doubtful of whether they could do it, maybe this email gives them the confidence that they need to actually go out there and do it.
0: And I think the thing to gleam here is that whether you're doing email marketing or selling paddle boards or selling candles, like you're not just saying hey buy my candles on my site you got 10% off today and you know and, and they, those emails get deleted now. so there's no like engagement and relationship building in doing that.
1: You know they don't want it. People are so used to being pitched, you know, with billboards and TV and all that. It's the same on the internet. You sign up to most people's lists, and they're just going to tell you to buy their products and why their products are good and benefits and all that. I mean, like some some easy ways to do it, you know, with paddle boards to go back to that example. Just talk about what paddleboarders care about: different breaks, you know, the best places in the world to go traveling for paddleboarders. You know, the how to pick a, how to pick the right board, gear guides. You know, you know that's that's good, but that's a little bit more pitchy. But you can go to the other end, like I've done with this Abraham Lincoln email. You could talk about Abraham Lincoln's guide to paddle boarding and tell that exact same story and then say, you know, persistence, determination and willingness to face defeat after defeat after defeat, whatever. Are you struggling to get better at paddle boarding? Maybe you don't really know how to do it, blah, blah, blah. So what's Lincoln's guide to paddle boarding? Don't give up. Just keep trying, you know, get a good board like a like an SR27 or whatever that board I've made up before was. <laughs> get yourself a good board like this one that we sell in our store. Here's a link. And, uh, you know, and you'd be right as rain. Yeah, you can do this for any like
0: DIY thing hunting anything that requires a skill set to build up too so I mean but but I think the powerful thing is that when you're doing this daily email and you're building this relationship here and there like you're going to stay top of mind when it comes oh, yeah. time that they're actually going to buy a
1: paddle well this is so this is the content marketing side of it right so let's say you're doing this regularly what I, I'm not sure about the average e-com- uh, e-commerce store owner but they should be running like sales or promotions at least once a month maybe twice a month and every single one of those promotions, there should be a reason to do it, right? So they are going to need to have some sort of holiday, kind of like a reason. You know, if you just have a sale for no reason, it's it, it, consumers can. It's almost like they unconsciously they know what's going on. They know you're just trying to make some money. Whereas if you have a reason, like oh it's Christmas or oh it's you know Thanksgiving or oh, it's whatever holiday, it can be the most obscure holiday ever. But if you have an, a, a non-sales, seemingly non-sales related reason to have a sale, it works better. So like now,
0: say it's almost like the Lunar New Year, we could just say, hey, you know, now it's the year of the snake, it's ending, you know, we're gonna go the year of the horse and why there are these 12 animals and blah, blah, blah. We have a sale here, and by the way, you know, here's, here's our stuff.
1: Yeah, right? and here we're gonna send you 12 emails a day, you know, we're gonna send you an email a day for the next 12 days on, you know, the 12 different types of paddle boards based on the 12 lunars. I don't know, there's so many ways to attack this. The point is if you're doing regular content marketing, if you're sending these emails, like communicating with your list regularly with, with you know, with your pre-purchase and your post purchase when you send them the sale emails how much more responsive are they going to be and one thing i realized i think it's also just have
0: fun doing this too because right? i'm sure you have fun writing your emails it's kind of creative oh and it's so much fun like, like i feel a lot of people think too much about it They're like, oh i gotta be so serious and we're just like hey you know what's going on guys here's what i did today when i was at the board and you know here's i was in san diego and here's what here's what was on my mind when i was on the water and i thought i wanted to share the story with you and then, oh, by the way, check out check out this paddleboard. I just tried it.
1: It's that. pretty much that. Most people live boring. Lives. Most people live lives. That's that quote, and he's from Oscar Wilde. Most people live lives of quiet desperation. I mean, when you're an entrepreneur and you're, you know, we live some, you know, we live a very interesting lifestyle. I think we we can tend to take it for granted. You live in Saigon. I live in in, in Thailand, and you know, Saigon, Vietnam. I'm in I'm in Chiang Mai, Thailand, and uh, you know, it does get it, you can take it for granted. For the first time in history, we can go anywhere, live anywhere, work anywhere that just has an internet connection. It's incredible. It's exciting, and we have all these you know things going, on and it's easy to forget, you know, when you want you know, when you have an online store and, and you have this kind of lifestyle, it's easy to forget that most people aren't like that. Most people have jobs, most people go to work every day, most people have a half an hour, or an hour long commute in the morning, and another one in the evening. They're bored, they're depressed, they watch three hours of TV every evening, they eat like shit. this. Is what the lives that people have. So, if you can walk into their life. And give them something that's interesting, that's entertaining, that's going to get them laughing. Maybe brighten their day a little bit. You're going to be the hero. You know, you don't have to tell them that you're the hero, and they're not going to think, well, you know, well, that guy's my hero. They're just going to feel it. If you can make them feel something, you know, men and women, if you can make them feel better about themselves with your, you know, with your emails. This is why I think most content marketing is, is lame. Because it's just how-to tips, it doesn't make people feel anything. If you can make them feel something with your stories, with the stuff that you're talking about, with your content marketing, they're just gonna respond to you. They're gonna open up. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna buy the products because you're gonna be, you'll be their hero. Yeah,
0: this is something I, I want to kind of go on a tangent. On. It's like these 10 tips to, you know, look better, you know, in this dress or like you know, 10 tips of how to run. Like those posts are so they're so worthless now because everyone's doing it. And, and I think when you can tell a story and add. Like a personal link to it, that's what breaks you the barrier. You
1: know, most people are scared of doing this. They don't know how to do it. They don't know how to write stories. They're not a copywriter. They're not a storyteller. They're not a, an amazing marketer. They're just like you know, they're an entrepreneur. They get stuff done. They they build stuff, but they're not some pro. They're not a pro at this. But they need to understand. Yeah, this is this is the, the this is the future of marketing. This is what. Guys like Gary Vaynerchuk talk about, and most people won't do it because it's hard, at least at first. It's, it's difficult at first, and you have to face you know, all your insecurities. You know, writing can be hard at times. It can be tough, but the benefits are just you know, massive. When everyone's running around doing these 10 tip stuff, and you're the guy who, uh, you know, who's getting people laughing and giggling and feeling good, and uh, you know, you're taking people on an emotional journey you stand out like, like oh, in the best possible way
0: yeah and I think the thing to get past for listeners is that you know you write a personal story people may not like it or you might think you know who am I to talk about what I ate for breakfast the other day right and how does it tie into my product so but yeah, I, I think when you just write one or two emails to get started and you see the response come in you know like it, it works great too so you know it go, go, goes back to Abraham Lincoln right persistence determination willingness to face defeat defeat after defeat in one day yeah. i mean you might not be present but you achieve your email marketing goals right
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely man well i mean the thing the way to get good at email marketing the way to get good at anything is just to suck at it long enough if you suck at something for long enough you'll get good at it all right, so so we went through uh, three tips to get more out of your uh, e-commerce stuff, pre-purchase, post-purchase, and content marketing. And uh, well, what I've actually created is a six-step checklist for uh, for e-commerce store owners. And uh, it, it is a PDF, and it's a bit of an email course as well, which is actually free. You can go to emailfreecommerce.com. That'll, that'll take you to the landing page. You can sign up, and uh, I will send you uh, an email basically an email a day every 3 days uh, with this story this you know you'll see how i write emails in the story style and and you you get a lot, i think an e-commerce store would get a lot out of it because they're going to see basically more information on what we've talked about today plus basically a step-by-step rundown a battle-tested action plan <laughs> that they can follow uh, you know to set up email marketing in their store email for ecommerce.com yeah. And if they're, I mean, the same place as well. So what, we've actually, so what this uh, has come out of is I've actually just launched a new service as well for e-commerce owners to do this exact thing, basically a done for you version of it, where uh, we we, we handle the entire thing for them. So we can do that too. But the, the place to get in touch with that is, yeah, go sign up to that list and uh, you'll hear more about that there. Yeah.
0: Awesome. All right, John, thanks so much for coming on here and we'll catch up with you again soon. Sounds good, Terry. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Build My Online Store podcast. If you want the show notes, make sure to check out the website at buildmyonlinestore.com. And if you got an e-commerce store, every two weeks I lead a live mastermind call with about five or six of the listeners in two separate groups where we work openly together and solve a business problem that you have. And we're all there to support each other. So if this sounds like your cup of tea, make sure to check us out at buildmyonlinestore.com slash mastermind. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch up with you guys next week.